from the dance to the words to the songs everything is giving God glory amen it's awesome amen anything about this creature it is your duty to report that to the police you're letting your imagination run away with you now I have never seen this creature that you're talking about forgive me doctor but I am calling you a liar Mr. McGee don't make me angry one two you wouldn't like me when I'm angry One, two, bring it up just a little. One, two, check, check. Yeah. Yo, these rappers out here tripping. Rappers out here tripping. Made me pull the apron out. Get back up in the kitchen. Get up. Cook up something different. Try to swallow what they're giving. It tasted so nasty. Made me find the song spin. Lyrics that will raise your mind. Up out of that prison. Have your mama saying, Praise God. That sun is risen. Alive from the grave. Thank God that she prayed. That God flow, boy. Watch it down with red grenades. Always bring that music. It's going to resurrect the Culture. You're gonna get that pushback. We lined up like we're soldiers. Kingdom suffer violence. Violent taking over. Should've listened when they told you. Next level taking. Yo, they messed it up for long enough. They gave the order. We coming back for all our stuff. Easy or hard way. Please stop acting tough. They got the power. Please don't make us call you. This the takeover. Messed it up for long enough. church like the ones that's pretending like they got power but all they do is blending forgive me yo i almost lost it you scared to come outside yo you might get frostbit someone might see right through you and get your jaw split i know you're saying pastor be nice i had to say it right now i'm sick of all the nonsense whooping and hollering taking scripture out of context we that church gonna return and repent it's the second reformation time to take over reinvent it's the takeover god gave the power boy we coming back for all our stuff easy or hard way please stop acting tough they got the power so please don't make us call your bluff take over you messed it up for long enough god gave the order give it back for all our stuff easy hard way Please stop acting tough. We got the power. Please don't make us call your bluff. It's the takeover. Next level. Y'all ready? I need you to stand up. This ain't no concert. Get on your feet. We gonna represent Jesus. If y'all was in the club, I ain't gonna mess with you. We ain't no wallflowers over here. Let's put a little bounce in it. Y'all ready to bounce? See, the people thought you wasn't gonna make it. They thought you was gonna fall off when the weapons started coming at you. But we, we Christians. When the enemy hit us, we just bounce right back. Anybody can tell you, enemy, that I'm still here? Bring it up just a little, the track. Just a little, just a little. That's a good one. 
Now this all new, I'm just trying to help myself, right? You know I don't care if I mess up, right? <laughs> y'all ready for the album? I know y'all is. Yo, he ain't never say life was easy. Devil like Justin Cheeto. Yo, he always try to do you cheesy. Keep my hands out to the needy. Give all praise to God. Yo, cause he the one that feed me. You need an interpreter. I ain't speaking Swahili. God gave to me. I give it out freely. I keep the haters on the left and on the right. Wise man told me, yo, keep the haters in eyesight. And yo, I'm never blind. Keep your hands off of mine. Sit for such a time. Always walking on my grind. I give glory. That's why you can explain the shine. A good man for seven bounce back each and every time. I keep the bounce in it. When I'm down, I know it's only for a short minute. I'm a soldier for the Lord. So when I bounce, it's with the most high. The sky too low. Yo, for me, there's no limit. Yo, we bounce back. Spirit gon' quench that. Bring the track up. Get back on track. You ain't built like that. Boy, we bounce back. Shot, yo, we bounce back and fire The spirit gon' quench that. Yeah, we might fall. We get back on track. They ain't built like that. Yo, listen. Don't let the troubles get you down. Don't believe in bad luck. Dirty throwing the pit. Build bricks. Rise up. They sneak this on the net. They throwing shade. I'm a hustler. Like, give me lemons. Lemonade. You see the glass half? Yo, I just see it empty. A little bit I got. I flip it to plenty. He told me to go out. Fish, catch as many as I can, and I ain't gonna leave out any. I'm on my A-game, I'm just a no-name. Save you from a guy, break fire without propane. Came a long way from the weed smoke, cocaine. The blessings flying, landing like airplanes. The plums, George, yo, and run the flames lit. Any beat that's thrown, make a bass sit. Knock it out the park, right over where my enemies sit. Yo, that's more ammo for me to bounce with. Yo, we bounce. Back and fiery dark spirit gon' quench that. You might fall, we get back on track. They ain't built like that. Yo, we bounce back. Come on, where my people that bounce back? The spirit gon' quench that. Yeah, we might fall, we get back on track. They ain't built like that. Boy, we bounce back, bounce. Now, this last track, we going to church on it. I'm about to talk to the haters, cause you know I have some haters. Anybody out here have some haters? <laughs> but see, the thing about it is, here's the word for the day, right? If you don't get nothing else out this service, it's what you gotta remember. We never give up, we never give out, we never give in. We only get up, we only get out, and we keep on pressing, right? Y'all follow that? We never give up. We never give out. We never give in. We only get up. Then we get out. We keep on pressing. Because see them haters. The Bible said you're going to have haters. All right, God, give me strength to do this. I'm messing up. I don't care. Go ahead. Let's do it. It'll be right on the album. One, two. Y'all going to hear this. We victorious. I know y'all feeling that peace, man. Please get your tracks at firebeats.com. Go get hard sometimes. Support your boy. <laughs> Let's get it again. Come on, one, two. Next level. Like I'm in the booth. We never give in. We only get up and then we get up.
down, but keep on pressing. You gotta keep pressing on. Come on. You never give up. You never give up. You gotta get Kurt Franklin on this track. Let's get it, keep pressing. At times you wanna give up throwing the towel. Now is not the time you gon' make it somehow. Serve a guy with the wild factor. Let him laugh at you. What they think don't really matter. You gon' be the one laughing in the end. Pull up on your friends, blessings dripping from your skin. I'm so done with the ones who pretend like they wish your day ones. Really, they day tens. Think about that. When you ain't have a crumb, where was they at? But now you on your Drake cake, ride your heavy. When you was broke, did you like Little Debbie? I know the blessings get real heavy. But think about it, if you didn't have the blessings, would they be around? If the tables turned, would they hold you down? When the chips are down, Jesus the only one in the furnace, so the fire couldn't burn you down. You never give up, you never give up, you never give up. Never give up. We only get up. And keep on pressing with my people that know how to press. Press right through the storm. Anything come at you, we victorious. That's what you gotta learn how to do. Uh, this what you gotta do. Forget the things that behind. Learn how to press. Got got a five-star meal. Learn how to dress. Suit and tie with a fly button up. The chatter was real loud. Look how you shut them up. Don't be arrogant. Stay on the humble. Even Jerry Rice. He had a few fumbles, build yourself too high. Yo, you might stumble. Remember, pride come before the empire crumbles. So remember the blessings and keep them first before the blessings. They turn into a curse, or even worse. You can't afford the fruit, being fed by tubes. You was calling the shots, now you're calling the nurse. We never give up, we never give up, we never give up. Yeah, we never give up. We only get up, we only get out. Keep on pressing, keep pressing on through every storm, through every trial, through every tribulation. Whatever it is, God gave us the power. He said, Greater is He who's in us than He that's in the world. So I just keep on pressing. You know, tell them put some more weight on the bench. Cause the more you get weight, the stronger you get. When the enemy come at you, you just knock him out. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall. What? Y'all better go ahead. Amen. 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 So, I got a few questions we're going to ask our, our young people. I think it's very important that we implement our youth services. Um, for those that don't know, maybe watching like, what's going on, we used to do this before COVID hit. It would be our four Friday night cafe style type service. But since COVID has kind of limited the things that we can do at this moment, and that was the birth of this ministry, ministering to the young people, we decided on the fourth Sunday of every month, this would be the style of the service that we do. We don't want to get caught up in a box to where everything looks the same, number one, so you don't know what's going to happen from one fourth Sunday to the next. So last last month was wonderful, Brother Jeremiah and facilitated the service, and the children were able to share some scriptures and what that meant to them. Um, and this month, 
we decided we were going to go with a little um, Christian Teen Summit type form. And because we can't really put you on the front of the platform, just trying to keep you a little bit of social distance going on as much as we can in this little space that we're occupying right now, um, I'll facilitate from here. And we have Brother Diamante who will, you know, give you the mic. Um, we'd love to have you use the mic. Um, do we got any wipes in the back? Yeah, so you get give Brother Diamante the, the wipes. So if you want to use the microphone, you could just, you know, wipe it off and turn it on. It will help for those who are on banned social media. Um, we're on CTV, Facebook all social network pl platforms so it'd be kind of hard for them to hear your response if you don't use a microphone um so don't be shy when 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 you're in the midst of good people so before we start this i want to give i want to give you all a, a few scriptures to jot down i'm gonna read them in your hearing it's kind of going to set the stage for where we are the first one was read by first lady um, and the key verse being, parents train your children up in the way that they should go. And when they were old, they will not depart from it. And as I was thinking on that scripture and looking at what we're seeing today in our culture and in our society, that scripture says that children are, parents are to train their children in the way they should go. That is hard when the parents don't even know how to train. I would say it another way, the parents ain't got no training. So what, what is happening is we have a generation of young people who are basically learning how to live through social media. Through whatever sounds right, through whatever way they can go, there's so much stuff coming at them from different angles that they don't really know. The compass has changed compass has changed but in first timothy chapter 4 verse 12 the bible says let no one despise your youth but set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity he was telling timothy don't don't worry about how young you are because young people can be an example hey, we, we see that in, in this covid time how adults are acting like they ain't got no sense and the children are acting like they got more sense. Y'all ain't got to say amen, it's the truth in y'all. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 8 says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you and anointed you a prophet to the nations. Now Jeremiah was only about 12 years old when this happened. Then I said, Ah, Lord, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for to you, for to you all whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver them. God can use you. He used Daniel. He used young people. And God wants to use you in this generation. But the voice of God in your generation has been so squeezed that, like I said, things have changed. Things have changed dramatically. Right? Now, I'm not too old. 
you know, I'm going to be 52. And I done did about everything under the sun. Y'all know the testimony, right? In the streets, sold drugs, used drugs, been in jail, been out of jail, lied, stole, cheating, babies out of wedlock, marriage, divorce. I done did about just about everything, all right? And probably tied to about everything. But I, if you would have told me when I was growing up, 14, out there smoking my weed, that weed would be legal. I would say, you crazy. That ain't never happened. So to say cocaine will be legal someday is not a far stretch. If you were gonna tell me that I could go to the bathroom in any bathroom I feel like it, because I feel like a woman today. I would say you crazy. This is where we are in our nation. Things have changed. Now I don't know about you. So I got some questions for you young people. The first question I have Oh, before I, I go on, let me say congratulations to Alana, who won. Because every fourth Sunday we have a contest. If you bring the most friends, you're going to win something. we got to encouraging you to evangelize. Here you go, Sister Alana. Come get that money. Come get that $100. Now, ain't no second place because there was a check for 52 But since she's the only one that brought somebody, amen, you know, that's $10 coming off of that $100. Keep the blessings flowing. <laughs> Amen. But we say what we do and we do what we say. So the first question I have to propose to, to you young people, right? Is it hard being a Christian in today's world? Is it hard being a Christian? in today's world. Who wants to chime in on that? That's a simple yes or no. I don't know. Is is it oh there go thank you. I know days you're gonna be vocal vocal days days I've been waiting for this all my life. Somebody to ask me a question. Um I would say yeah it is Turn her mic up. Turn the mics up, don't you? There you go. Amen. Um I would say yeah it is hard being a Christian in this generation. Um, because there is a lot of influencers, bad influencers out in the world today, more than it was before. And um, there's a lot of stuff on social media that we see every day that we just take heed to and um, learn from. And um, sometimes we're scared to go to our parents to say if it's right or wrong. Um, some of us are scared to talk to our parents, period, about anything. Um, but it's, it's always good to go to your parents because uh, your parents are always going to have your back. Amen. Would anybody like to respond to that? Anybody else want to take a shot at this? Is it hard being a Christian? Um, Brother De DeAndre. I don't think it's that hard being a Christian. 
um, like from my experiences, most of my friends know that I'm Christian and I have no problem like talking about like things that I believe if like conversations are brought up that I think I should bring up something that God said. So I don't think it's that hard. Okay. All right. All right. All right. A double portion of that question would be, well, Deja hit on it. Some are scared to talk to their parents um, and the influences that are out. Um, so why, why would you, if you do feel that it is hard, what would be some other reasons why you think it's hard to be a Christian in today's society and in, in the world you live in? I'm not going to limit it just to the kids. If you're older, we want to chime in and, and see something, then you could say something too. Because so. everybody's young in here. It's a young church. Okay, so we got that. This is wonderful for parents because it's important that parents know one thing that we do in our house, and I think um, we can't lie because our kids go here. You know, sometimes you go to church and your kids see one person in church and they see another person at home. Amen, but but our our children are pretty vocal. My wife um, more so made sure that they are able to talk about everything. Um, it doesn't mean that they always do it sometimes. I know they get a little a little scared to say something. I don't want to bring that up to daddy or I don't want to bring that up to mom. Um, I think Alana thinks that I'm a little bit more lenient than mom um, on, on some things. But um, we try to let them know that they can, they can be vocal about anything and no question is off limits um, because we, we want to make sure they get the right information so that they can weigh it against the wrong information. So you want to create an environment for young people to be able to talk. Which brings me to the number two question. I only got five, so we're going to be, don't worry. What do you feel is the number one or number two or number three <laughs> reason teens and young people don't like going to church? Come on, oh, come on, you gotta move like I'm downing you. <laughs> you don't know who that is. Um, I personally feel like some of the reasons that my generation like have trouble coming to churches is because of the criticism that they like get introduced to by the older people. Mm -hmm. Like of what they wear, what they listen to, how they act, the way they talk. So like a lot of times when I like talk to my friends, like, hey, you wanna come to church? Nah, cause they're gonna judge me what I do and then I try to convince them not to, but then at the same time, I see it as well. So it's kind of hard not to disagree with them when they, do, when they don't want to come to church. Okay. Somebody else, come on, y'all got to help us out. We're trying to build up Christ's empire. Why, why do you think it's, why, oh, Alana? Why youth and teens do not want to attend church? Um, well, not necessarily our church, but I feel like in general, a lot of times like in church, um, pastors or like leaders, they'll just tell you what not to do, but don't tell you what to do if you do that. 
So kind of like, for example, let's say sex. They say, oh, don't have sex until you're married, things like that. But in life, generally, people will make mistakes. So people may feel like, okay, like now, like if I do have sex, who am I going to tell? Because they're just going to say, you weren't supposed to do that. Not how to handle the after effects of doing what you're not supposed to do. Okay. Yeah, let's let's clap on that. Also, let's shift it a little bit. If there's anybody that want to respond to anything that is said, you don't have to be any age. You can just put your hand up in there. Maybe you have a question you want to ask, all right, or interject. This is information session. I would say distractions. Distractions are greater today than it was before, but technology. Technology has, has advanced to a level that a lot of us can't comprehend. So with these distractions, uh, technology, this gaming, uh, like cell phones, like I'm, that's 4K over there. I'm excited. I'm like, our cell phone's doing 4K. So it's like this distraction can take me away from what is important. So it, it would distract me from, and to be honest, for some parents, it could distract them from feeding their kids. It could distract them from taking them, you know, giving, having a, a conversation with them. So this distraction can stop someone, halt someone, yield someone from coming to church because at home they feel like it's better to play some Fortnite than to come to church and get edifying, you know, to get edified, you know, knowledge. Okay. Okay. Amen. Stop turning the mic off and let people know. I would actually um, emphasize on that um, distraction stuff that you said. Um, for teens, when they come to church, uh, they talk about how the older, you know, how older people, uh, when you come to church, you have to be a certain way when you come to church. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. You, came, you left your home. You came to church to praise God, to be edified, to get what you came for in terms of your blessing. When you come to church, it's not time to text. I'm sorry, I'm one of those parents. It's not time to text. It's not to text your friend. It's not to call. You should, your phone should be on silent. It should be on mute. You came, you either choose that when you're coming, you're coming to church. Nobody didn't force you to put a gun to your head. If you didn't feel like coming, I don't feel like coming today. But when you choose to come to church, your phone should be focused on what you have to do when you're in the house of God. That's how I feel. Amen. Somebody want to, amen. Oh, oh, oh. I'm speaking for a friend. Um, she said that she feels that like sometimes um, when you come to church, it's like one sin. It can feel like uh, one sin is bigger than the other and it's not supposed to be that way. So like say if you come in and you're gay, people might try and judge you versus and it feels like hypocritical because you could be lying all week, but you look at someone else and make them feel like, oh, they're more of a sinner than you. So a lot of younger people don't like to come to church because they feel like it's a lot of hypocrisy going on and they're not accepted. Oh, good, good point, okay. Yeah, Sister LaShawn is in the back, the referee. Uh, I don't need to be on I want to speak for the younger and my generation. I'm 50, but I'll be able to be 51 Saturday coming up. Happy birthday. Hey, 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 hey. Um, I feel like when I ask um, my generation, which I just did the other day, um, if they want to come to church, they say no because they feel that the pastors just want money 
and they, they drive around with big cars and have big houses and stuff like that. And um, even older generation, um, a lot of my friends don't go to church anymore since the pandemic, but they said that the pastors don't care anyway whether I come to church or not because all they want is my money. So I feel that a lot of people feel that they don't want to come to church because all the pastors talk about is money and want to drive big cars and have big houses and stuff like that. Okay. So, so right now we're having a great conversation, but let me just interject some help while we're getting all the issues, because I don't want you to come. I don't want us to just hear the issues and not get the resolve for the issues, because otherwise you're going to walk out of here the same way you walked in. Um, and yeah, and for, yeah, definitely. So um, I, I, I'm enjoying what everybody is saying. The thing about that is you have to realize, you know, church today and church even when I got into church because it was like people do church like they do restaurants. So, like, if you go to a certain church and they're not feeding you good food or if it's the, the music ain't right or if this ain't right, then I don't go there. I want to go to another church. A lot of people go to the church for different reasons. People, Some people go to church because they want to find a man. Some looking for, when they go there, there ain't no men here. I ain't coming back to that church. Some are looking for a woman. You know, there's a lot of different reasons. But what, what drew, what made me come to church was I had a struggle. I had issues in my life I knew that were killing me and I needed help. And the only one that I found to help me was Jesus, a relationship, not church, Jesus. So when I began to read and read his word, I began to, to see that a lot of the things that were going on in the church were not necessarily the things going on in the Bible. And that's why here at Next Level, we are, we are sometimes looked at and ridiculed because we don't do things religiously. Like we, like I'm in the back of a pulpit with jeans and polo sneakers on. That'd be un, I'd be going to hell right now. You understand? According to some people, so or rapping in a church or you know letting the things that that we do. But the thing about it is, it's about a relationship. So when I hear people. And people say to me, well, you know, I think all oh, the pastors I see, they want their money. I'm not going to lie to you. Some do just want your money. You know, some, do, some don't care if you come, don't care if you're just long as they get in your money. Then if that's what you get, then you need to say to them people, then just because you went to one bad restaurant doesn't mean you stop going to restaurants. You understand? So the thing is, why are you coming to church? You, when you get an understanding of why you give, right? If, if I was a bum, if I was pushing a cart, you wouldn't want me to pastor you. Because I don't want to get pastored by somebody that's a bum. And I'm being, I know that may be a derogatory statement, but I want somebody to lead me into a place that I'm trying to get. So I got to see that there's some level of success to what you're doing and who you're serving. Otherwise, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not going to follow that. You understand? But, and I would tell people even like, imagine I say, okay, 
We never had a problem giving the drug man $10 for a bag of weed. We don't have a problem going to the bag store buying a bunch of liquor. We ain't had a problem going to the strip club making it rain. But why does it become a problem? And we don't have a problem going to the mall paying Nike. We ain't got a problem with the Gucci, the Louis, or the Prada. We ain't got a problem with none of that. But when it comes to giving God money, then everybody has an issue. Right. But but so you, you got to really begin to weigh where that where that issue is coming from and begin and then say, you know, what? Well, well, come visit my church because my church ain't like that. My pastor ain't worrying about your money. He works a job and he got his own money. You understand? So but so that's not it. We ain't got no rich people in here. We ain't catering to no rich people. The issue about the sin. The church is a hospital. The church is for sick folk. It ain't a club. It's not a social club. So if I go to the hospital and I'm bleeding, I want them to check me. I want them to know they can see I'm bleeding. There's some people, right? If, some, if you're sitting in the emergency room, somebody comes in gunshot, they're going to rush them right into the people to get help because you can visibly see this person needs more help than me right about now. The issue with the church is, you got people sitting right next to you whose sin issue you can't see. Then you have those whose issue you can clearly see. Like if an alcoholic walked in here smelling like alcohol, everybody up oh, there alcoholic, they need deliverance. But the fact is, you need deliverance too. Everybody in here needs deliverance. The issue with, because I would get flagged about when we were on 60 and I got members and I got had members, we had members that were Openly gay, right? But gay to the point of okay, they brought their girlfriend, whatever, with them. All gonna find we don't pass judgment because sin is sin. The the thing that was was well, I'm about to marry so and so. I'm not gonna be a part of that because in my Bible, I go by what God's standard is. I'm not judging you. Where I have a problem at this is where the issue comes in. Is if I come in as an alcoholic and you want God to deliver me from my alcoholism, then how is it you could come in here gay and God can't deliver that? We have to both look at each other on the same wavelength, still love each other, but know that God is not going to tolerate either one. He's a deliverer. So if you can't acknowledge that according to God's standards, that he doesn't want you living this way and that he just the problem comes in where people feel that their judgment is is they want to stay how they are without god coming after what he's coming after that's where it's a wrong it's a mess it's it's a mess so our thing here is you can come in here open gay they probably still in here, I don't know. But we got people who struggle with homosexuality, lesbian. We're not judging, but we're going to introduce you to a God. You cannot have a relationship with God and he not deal with you about that. Because that's in his word. I didn't write it. 
Now, you could go find a homosexual church and be just as happy as all you want to be because everybody in there is not getting dealt with according to the Word of God. If it's in the Word of God, it's got to be dealt with. I used to tell people, if God, if you want God to deliver me from crack, then he got to deliver you from whatever he got to deliver you from. So it's no sin that's either too big or too little. It's all sin. Jesus died for it all. He became the homo. He became the homo. The homosexual without being homosexual. He became the addict without ever smoking. He became all of it, died for all of it, and so that's what deliverance is. So you don't come into church for a party. You come in because you got an issue and because you need God and you know that God is the only way to heaven. So God, whatever you want to deal with me with, and here's the problem I have with church folk. They will put a time stamp on when you need to be delivered. That's the issue. Okay, well, you've been dealing with that for, I used to be one of them that come to the altar every Sunday. I did that for like 10 years. Every Sunday, I'm up getting saved from cocaine, you know, just a, a habitual come to the altar. But people are like, well, why are you still dealing with that? Last week, he got delivered from that. I thought he was, it's not your business when and how God delivers me. But I'm in the hospital where I can get deliverance. That's that's what that's what goes on. So you need to you need to be able to to encourage your friends about where the truth lies. You understand? Well, you need to. This is a, like a, a a gym. This is a no judgment zone. We don't judge people in here. You understand? Least of all, your pastor got issues. You know I got issues. You understand? I still, I, I've been doing good. God has been delivering me from the cussing spirit, right? But this morning on the green, I still had a switchblade and a taser in my pocket just in case anything jump off. Because I, after I tase you and slice you, I'm going to pray for you and get you some healing. But I still got some issues. Don't be looking at me like that. All right? So th these are the things. All right. Last thing. This is good. We're going to build off of this. Are you ashamed of your beliefs? It was wonderful to hear DeAndre say, no, he, he stands up for what That's awesome. Um, Brother Jim, are you, are you ashamed of your beliefs? I mean, it don't even got to go on camera. It's an automatic no. Okay. Awesome. Anybody ashamed of their beliefs? Because a lot of times I think that young people get, like you say, you got stuff coming from everywhere. There's different thoughts of what's right. Who, who determines what's right? Why is this right and why is this not wrong? Like Alana said, well, if, you know, everybody's going to make mistakes. What makes sex a mistake? Sex because it, it, you open doors to things. So, you know, you, you could be young. I think about it now. I was 15 when I had my first child. And I look at, that's a year later than DeAndre. That's like DeAndre. One more. That's like DeAndre coming home a year, a, a year from now, saying, "Dad, I'm gonna be a dad." I had no clue. You understand? And so you got young people, who, and then you know, I messed up a lot of girls' lives. Period. I didn't know that I was out there thinking I'm, you know, Rico Suave or the, the next thing coming out there getting it. I'm on the block. Y'all just, you know, I'm just whatever. So, yeah, we got a baby. I ain't taking care of her. I ain't got no job. 
So then you get, open yourself up, you have sex, you get pregnant, because you ain't got enough sense to have protection. But anyway, you, you get pregnant, and that ain't that ain't even guaranteed. So you get pregnant, now you got a child, and you thought you were going to marry the dude or the woman, and they went on with their life, you understand? And now you got you got to deal with that. There's a lot of things that open up just because you want it to feel good for three minutes. Because at 15, that's all it was. But anyway, um, whole, nother, whole nother story. But So now you got to deal with that all your life. So God puts, he doesn't put barriers or things up to keep you from doing stuff. He puts them up to keep you safe so that you can have a blessed life. And a lot of people, I think, are ashamed of their belief system. Because if you can't stand up and be like, oh, well. Especially with now, we got COVID, we got the racism stuff. Everything is just really at its apex and just right out there. So you, you're afraid to say, well, well, I believe in vaccination. Well, I don't. You might get in a fight just saying, I believe. And why are you not? Or I believe Trump should have been president. Or I, or I believe in what God says. And you just listen to conversations like Dre said, he'll hear conversations that his friends are having and know it's going left, but never say what they believe so they have a standard. That's what I'm getting at. So, Alana, if you hear your friends talking about stuff and you know that's not what God would have, do you say, you know what, let me just tell you what God thinks about that? Okay. So, when you say, it's like, see something, say something. When you're in the midst of earshot, young people, and you hear stuff that's going on that is contributing to the decay of your generation and you don't say anything, it is not a good thing because it continues to perpetuate their thinking that what they're having a conversation about is correct. So that's what it means when they say I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God through salvation of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to give you this illustration. Then we'll open it up and then we'll get very close. Because I was thinking about this and God said, listen. If my father was LeBron James, I would have no problem letting you know that that's my dad. Matter of fact, I'd be so proud because of how, how awesome he is, right? But let's go a little further. Do you know how much money LeBron got? That's my daddy. Everybody would know that LeBron James was my daddy. And I would represent that to the fullest, right? Not ashamed. Would anybody in here be ashamed? to be LeBron James' child. Let me see the hands of those that would be ashamed. Let me see the hands of those that wish, <laughs> that wish LeBron James was at least their uncle. Somebody said, at least a cousin that come to the barbecue every now and again. Just, just let me know I'm in the line. <laughs> Y'all lying? Stop lying in church. Y'all better stop lying. <laughs> a lot of leaders like, I wish you was my husband. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Trevor who? No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> think about it. We serve God who owns everything. All the ear 
everything. Everything that goes on in this earth belongs to him. And we are his children. Why should I be ashamed when my daddy is the boss? And if he says, if he says, I told you, DeAndre wants some stuff. He got Christmas lists. He got wishes. He wants stuff. He ain't got a job. He he just automatically think he he he. I think him and Alana think we rich. But anyway, he just knows. Okay, this is what I'm gonna get. Cause this is what I'm asked for. And and I tell him, if you don't keep this room clean, if you don't do your homework, if you don't read your scripture, and that paragraph or that scripture be on this table in the morning, then there's certain things you ain't getting. So he makes sure that these things are in place because he honors the system that I put in place for him to stay blessed. Same thing with Miss Alana. She knows what she needs to do. You want to go back to school? You want to do your thing? This is what needs to be in place for you to continue to get the blessing. So they do what they do and they have a level of freedom to go ahead and mess up and do what they need to do. But in the back of their mind, they're saying, I know what my daddy and my mama is expecting if I want to stay in the realm of the blessing. That's how God works. So when we say, okay, I'm going to represent what God says, forget what the culture is telling me, it's because I know my dad is the boss. And at the end of the day, because I believe what he says, I'm going to keep myself in check as best I can with his help. And when I make mistakes, my dad's going to forgive me but I want that blessing. The problem, young people, is you can't get the blessing without staying in the blessed zone. It's not about works, it's about relationship. And a relationship says, okay, dad, I messed up. Okay, let's have this conversation about how you messed up. I forgive you, get back on track. That's how it needs to be in, the, in your home. Mom, I messed up. I'm feeling myself. Boys start feeling themselves. Girls really start feeling themselves. Amen. And, okay, I messed up. And one thing, young women, young girls that have family, things that they don't want to do, they don't want to disappoint their daddies. Sons, we don't, our fathers ain't been there, so we... It's kind of hard to understand that level of trust when it comes to a daddy. So, I don't know, I just went off on that thing. I'm just trying to tell you, don't be ashamed. Your dad is the boss. What he says goes, if people don't like it, tell him, okay, I don't know what to tell you. But at the end of the day, when all of this disappears and when he comes back, we want to be counted with him and not with them. That makes sense? So you can't make everybody happy. But I think the church has messed up because we have been, the church has, become, has been brought up to think people are so religious and God is not about religion. It's not about what you do and what you don't do. That's not church. That's not how God designed the church. That's what man wants to do. It's about coming to a place where you can learn about your father. Learn what he wants. Learn that he loves you. Learn that he cares about you. You understand? And learn that there's nothing you could do that ever can make him not love you. There's nothing you can do that's so bad that can make him not love you. Whether that's being homosexual, 
whether that's murder. Paul was a murderer. Anybody in here commit murder? Turn the cameras off. Anybody? Checking. We ain't go that far. So, anybody want to have any last comments? That didn't make sense. Be bold. See, the problem is, kid, you, you could be bold. It's funny because you could be bold everywhere else. Think about it. Be bold. Tell them, listen, I ain't doing that. Young girl, girl, dude wants you. He trying to mess you. You in college. You focused. You ready to get out of college. You want? You ain't got no time for no no boy that's trying to figure it out. Wait till you at least. I don't even know if you graduating yet. You understand? At least you know, figure it out. And, and well, you so we could figure it out together. I represent God. I'm God's daughter. I'm God's son. These are what these are my principles. This is what I stand for. I'm not gonna run with the crowd. Unchangeable. Cause I was bold. I was bold smoking crack, robbing, doing a, I was bold. I had no problem telling anybody knowing what what I was doing. So I'm not gonna get over here and be shy because I'm a Christian when he saved my life. Amen. 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 Father, we bless you. We thank you. Strengthen our young people in this generation. All this stuff that's going on, they fighting with they fighting with stuff we don't even with COVID from all type of stuff going on in their families and their households and their belief system. We're praying God that you would draw them in by your love, help them to get curious about your word, not about religion, not about what can go on and what they got to wear and how they got to sing and how they got to shout and fall out and all that other stuff, but fall in love with your word, fall in love with you. And we give you praise for it all. We thank you for the gifts and everything that has been done in this place. Be with us as we leave this place, but not your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.